So Flix was doing a thing where if you bought a ticket to Barbie and then you bought a ticket to Oppenheimer in the first week that they were playing, then you got a free ticket to go to any movie that you want. What? That's awesome. Yeah. So it was the, it was their Barbenheimer special thing. I love when people lean into that because it's such a cool opportunity. I, it was good. Oh, man. They were they were fully dressed up on Saturday. Like like everybody was full. Like all the servers and everything were either in Barbie shirts, Oppenheimer shirts, Barbenheimer shirts. There were people dressed up like Barbies um, that were on staff. It was really cool. There was this uh, one lady in like a pink jumpsuit that was that had like the Barbie hair and everything. And she was serving. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, so they did that, but since I'm gold, I got I get movies uh, free for the month, and so I got my Oppenheimer movie for free, and then I got my Barbie movie for free as well. And then you got another free. I got the free ticket as well. <laughs> wow! And I was like, y'all shouldn't have done that. Yeah, y'all <laughs> like, messed around. But I'm like, oh well. Yeah. I was like, I'll take it if you yeah. insist. Like they're still playing Sound of Freedom. You should go watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> What's which one? Oh, is that the, the trafficking one? Well, well, well. Speaking of Sound of Freedom, what's up, fandom? My name is Josh. I'm here with Angelica. Hey, and Harold. Hey, and we're here she, to got talk. Me, she got me with that Sound of Freedom. We're here to talk about funny. the Sound of Freedom. <laughs> Tell me why I don't get the joke. I feel left out. She was, oh, she was, man. she was being serious, Harold. She was like, you go see Sound of Freedom. You better yeah. by God. You better. It's an important topic. I'm seeing, uh, so again, since I have these, I have movies free for a month. I've just been going to see every movie that I, that I can. Uh, I've not seen Sound of Freedom. Oh, okay. I was like, did you see it? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, apparently maybe this weekend. That's uh, your free one. Tomorrow, I'm, I took the day off because it's been a week and a half. Um, and there's some there's some people coming, so it's gonna be fun. But tomorrow morning, uh, I am gonna go see Disney's Haunted Mansion. Oh, it looks awful. No, I'm it's... gonna go see it. <laughs> it looks rough for sure. Like, it looks I, good. who's, who's so in it? Funny. Uh, people. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, Haunted Mansions. That what's called? Yeah, it's got a uh, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito. So that's your stars right there. Um, oh, Jared Leto, dang! Jared Leto, Stanfield, yeah, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish, Lakeith Stanfield. So it's not bad, not a bad. This cast. is weird. This is like some pretty good actors, actually. Dan Levy, then Rosario Dawson, so, Winona Ryder. There are. Am people I looking at the right thing? Yeah, yeah. no, you are. You are not the one with Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, it's different. Dan Levy is in there. Yeah, Dan Levy. Um, so I'm gonna go see that. Like I saw Indiana Jones because it was free. Yeah, not not great, not bad. I mean, actually, kind of bad. Yeah, kind of bad. <laughs> um, I saw Elemental. <clears throat> How is that one? I want to. I see Elemental was good. It felt like they they had a villain in the movie, and then they forgot about the villain, and then they just never complete. If it, it felt like there's a villain in the movie, like the story kind of makes it out that there's a villain, and then they were like, hey we don't need a villain in this movie so then they just cut all the villain scenes out that's kind of what it seems like hmm. um but it's it's like a not as good version of zootopia Let's, oh yeah we talked about this yeah yeah it's just like a meh zootopia yeah really cute love story um very bad osha regulations like it's it's bad like 
there's a water train that goes through the fire village that spews a bunch of water and i'm like that's not that's not safe (laughs) that can't be up to code it's like like has anybody sued because i i mean i'm not a lawyer but um i'm pretty sure we've got a case um so like i saw that um yeah i saw i saw the um the barbie and the oppenheimers which is what this episode is so this is our barbenheimer special um so angelica and i have seen barbie and harold and i have seen oppenheimer and together i've seen both so (laughs) um we're gonna do a barbie at the beginning and then we're gonna talk about oppenheimer so to kick things off this is gonna be spoiler spoiler heavy episode um so before we really get into the movies themselves so angelica for barbie for our rating system of pass stream it rent it or buy it what would you do for the barbie movie i would definitely stream it i am also on stream it yeah yeah it i was i was i was happy that my ticket was free (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mine was also too i i oh, went on a, go. a guy named hernan and he paid for my ticket and so hey I got, so there you go there you go Shout that's how you him. do it uh <laughs> that's how you win uh all right so harold <laughs> so it's a stream for the barbie movie so harold for oppenheimer pass stream rent or buy it is a stream for me stream for you mm-hmm. i would probably say rent just because recency bias, I I want to lean towards saying buy, but like, you know, when you like recently see something and you think maybe it's better than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did like it. I really do like most of Christopher Nolan's movies, um, but it gets a little long in the tooth in some areas, like for sure for what the story is. Um, but I did. I mean, overall, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I it it was a movie. We'll talk about it. Um, all right, so so the Barbie movie, we're going to read the thing that we we always read whenever we have a review movie. We're going to read the IMDb synopsis because it's the most up-to-date synopsis, and it will tell you everything you need to know about the movie. Um, Barbie, PG-13 movie, it's an hour and 54 minutes. Um, Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. Not bad. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good. Concise. Yeah. Um, So this is a movie uh, directed, written and directed by, well, written, uh, directed by uh, Greta Gerberg and, or Gerwig, and then uh, Noah Baumbach uh, was also one of the writers. Um, Cast wise, one of my favorite things on IMDb is the cast list. Because if we look at the cast list, you guys can't really see it too much. But if you look, it literally just says Barbie, 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 Barbie. Oh, man. Barbie, as the oh every character's named Barbie? Yeah, yeah every yeah. character's named Barbie. Um, and then all the, then the male characters, Kin, 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 Alan. <laughs> Michael Sarah's so, character. I love Michael Sarah's. Alan, probably best part of the entire movie. Like, oh, yeah. To be real, I heard it is people Alan. really liked him. Like, and I haven't liked Michael Sarah since Juno. Wow. I'm just kidding. I didn't like Juno last last month. Uh, yes, you know me. I like to watch my Juno every month. You know. Uh, oh, January. That would have been oh, no. Nice. Oh, well, actually, we should have done June Juno. Uh, that, Juno. that that feels like that's a, what I was saying. 
Dang. Um, so anyway, so the movie stars, uh, I guess the main ones, we've got Margot Robbie, America Ferreira, uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, or Gosling, Gosling, he's like a, Ryan Goosling. And um, I would say... Lee. Shanks, what's his name? Shane. Uh, oh, C- yeah. Simu, Simu, is it, is it Simu Louie? Simu Lou. Lou? Simu Lou. Uh, Dua Lipa's in here. Um, I saw that. I was as, like, Whoa. As a Barbie. Uh, Kate McKinnon also as weird Barbie. So that, that's how you, that's how you differentiate the Barbies. So they're all Barbies, but like Kate McKinnon's like weird Barbie. And then there's like president Barbie and Nobel laureate Barbie. And then there's the Kins because they're all kin. <laughs> they're just all kin. They don't have any, they, they don't have personalities. Uh, they don't have jobs. They don't have homes. They I just, was, they just I was are gonna kins. bring that up. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of get into it so the story of the movie like personally i really liked the first half of the movie the first half of the movie because like when i went in i thought it was this was going to be like enchanted except for barbies that's kind of what i wanted because like i love enchanted i think it's an underrated disney princess film um you guys seen enchanted right what is that one again i think i've seen it but what is it uh that's uh oh my gosh what is her name is I thought Enchanted was episodes. No, there uh, is a sh- there is a show. There Enchanted. is. Yeah, that's what I thought he was talking about. No, I'm talking about uh, it's uh, Amy Adams, uh, Patrick Dempsey, Susan okay, Sarandon, I'm- James Marsden, where she's a Disney princess. It's a Disney film. She's a Disney princess, and Don't it starts that. off all cartoony and everything, and then she goes like the queen like pushes her into like a portal and like down a well and it is a portal into new york and she like that's wakes exactly up in manhattan oh yeah and yeah. that's that's what i thought the movie was gonna be so it was I like gotcha. oh like she's like hey, we don't know and everything's all here and then poof now we're in the real world and it was like oh, right. what's gonna go on a craziness yeah um and it did not turn into that it turned into a different type of film well let's start at the very beginning shouldn't we the very first scene that comes onto the here the movie has started what did you think of the Barbie dolls, little kids playing with the babies, and then they're just smashing them? That was creepy to me. That was wildly weird and felt like it was inappropriate to even be in the movie. Well, they tried to do a uh, 2001 Space Odyssey thing where the chimps at the beginning of the movie oh, yeah. make where they're fire, beating on their... and then they're beating on the stuff, and they're like, hey, it's like a yeah. whole thing. It's like, oh, this is the evolution of man. So that's what they were going with to be like, this is the evolution of Barbie and dolls so girls could only play with dolls previously and i'm like that's not technically accurate um there's a lot of move there's a lot of stuff in this movie where they're like this is how it is for women and like this is how history is and i'm kind of like yeah but my my mom didn't my mom played with gi joes too like like she she didn't she, she had barbies and she played with her brothers gi joes like they played together so it's not like a barbie's just for girls type of thing and so it's like baby dolls aren't just for girls. Like every child can play with toy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they, so the whole thing is like they they are like oh baby dolls, and then Barbie appears, and then so these little girls like break all the their dolls and everything like that because now there's Barbie here, and she's got long legs. Like that's like the first time the first profile shot you see of Barbie. It, it makes her look like she's like 20 feet tall because her legs are at least nine feet tall. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's weird. I did not like that first scene. I was like, this is 
we're in for a ride. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was like I, that one. I was kind of like, all right, okay, I, I I see what they're doing here. It's kind of like we've. It's not like they're the first movie to ever try to rip off two thousand one A Space Odyssey. But I'm I I wasn't expecting it. I mean, it's twenty twenty three. I thought we were done with <laughs> done with ripping off an eighties movie. But whatever, it's fine. Um, so we go into that, and then we get we meet the we go to the Barbie world, and I really like what they kind of do with the Barbie world um that the 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 barbie world is great i think it's it's awesome i like how it's they all have like their own different houses the majority of them look the same because barbie's dream house is barbie's dream house um there's some of them that are different from like like skipper's dream house which is like that little tree house looking thing which is kind of cute um but they're all like open-faced which is kind of fun um none of the stuff works because it's all plastic play stuff so she's like i it's time to take a shower and she like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing and she's like mm, so oh, and nice then and she doesn't eat it she's like yeah because they're, they're all like little plastic things so it's like here's a plastic piece of waffle here's the, here's a plastic milk and she like pours it in a plastic cup but nothing comes out and then she's like Ah, so good. And like stuff like that. It was very cute. Like I liked stuff like that. And I was like, man, if the whole movie's going to be like this and then she finds water for the first time, I'm like, this will be fun. Um, like how's she going to eat? Uh, I, I thought that was going to, that was kind of what we were going for. Um, I also liked when she was like, and uh, Barbie never goes down the stairs of her dream house. She always floats because kids would never take Barbie and go like down the stairs in the tree out like in her house. They would just like take her and put her where she needed to be next because that's how kids play. And so she's like on the roof and she's like <whistles> and like just falls like into her car. And I was like, that's actually oh, that's, that's very hilarious. It's very clever. Like, yeah. uh, that's why like I'm telling you, dude, like the first half of this movie is like spot on. It's so good um and yeah so that's when we meet barbie and we we learn about like all the barbies like all the barbies are everything the barbies are they're the um the the trash collectors they're mowing lawns they're um mailmen or, or mail persons mail 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 bees is that what you would call a male barbie um a marby i guess so <laughs> um so there's there's stuff like that um, we'll get in, I, I want to get into some of the stuff a little bit later, but that's kind of what we get. So like, like there's president Barbie, there's the Supreme court Barbies. Um, there's all this different Barbie stuff. There's, uh, the Mount Rushmore of Barbie, which is there, uh, that we see. So everything's Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. And then we get to meet, uh, we go to the beach. Cause like, we've not seen a, we've not seen a Ken this entire time. All of the Kins apparently live at the beach. I guess they're all hobos um but yeah it's it's kind of weird but like you you see when you first see ken you're like ah oh, cool it's 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 ken and he's it's like oh i wonder what ken does and he's very quick to tell us like yeah i'm not a surfer or a lifeguard my occupation is just beach and i'm like that's actually that's kind of clever it's it's <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's kind of cute um but all the kins like if if you kind of notice in the movie, like all the Barbies dress differently because Barbie has multiple outfits. Um, there's a part when they go back to Barbie's uh, dream house and she like all of the Barbies are dressed like immaculately and they're having a cool little dance and everything like that. And all the Kins are dressed the same because apparently King gets no clothes. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't notice that until you said it. For some yeah. reason, I was just like, huh, they all do kind of look alike. They're all wearing the exact same tracksuit with a K on it, except yeah. for Alan, who's I think says an A. 
<laughs> I love Alan. Alan's great. Alan's just yeah. These are all the these are all the the kins. Like everybody's a kin. And then there's Alan, who's like Ken's friend. Um, but we we also have like Barbies, like we've got all the Barbies as well. And then we even have discontinued Barbies. Like we have Skipper, who's one of Barbie's friends. Um, we also have a different character who got discontinued named Midge, who it's kind of weird that they make, they're like, ew, Midge, like because she's pregnant, she's ew. You know what I mean? Like the Barbies do it and like will ferrell does it too like they both do like this oh oh midge i didn't know you were there type of well i'm like just because she's pregnant barbie that means or she's barbie's pregnant friend she's ew. i don't know there's a lot of the stuff that i'm just kind of like i don't know what's going on here um but yeah so i i'm gonna stop rambling so uh angelica can you can you take us on to how you know margot robbie barbie um margot barbie I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired, guys. I'm tired. Well, no, that was pretty funny. What happens is all the cutesy stuff happens, and then they're having a big dance party, and she's like, do you ever think about death? And that's where we get <laughs> the whole of reality. And uh, everything stops. Everyone just stops and looks at her like she's crazy. And then she has to, like, come up on the fly. And what does she say? She's like, oh, dying to party or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I say. So I she, they continue partying. But from that moment on, that's when actually the, the real movie starts. And uh, the next morning she gets up and her water that's non-existent is hot. And the, or cold, I don't know. The opposite. It's something, yeah. It's not perfect and like it's supposed milk to be. Is expired, and her toast is burnt, and then she falls off the roof and doesn't float into her car. And um, she ends up going to talk to weird Barbie and is like, What's going? Oh, her feet were flat. She didn't yeah. have like arched feet anymore. And uh weird Barbie is basically you need to go to the real world and find your your child and see what's wrong with your child. Uh, turns out it's not the child it's a parent of a child and she talks to the parent and she because finds- because it's america ferrera and america's Fer- ferrera's child is terrible she's she's an evil little child i don't know oh, if i would like call sid her from evil. toy story i would call her like educated i would call her very much of yeah the- but she's mean though okay I, you, maybe not evil mean is 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 probably is, is where is a better is a better term she's just mean she's mean to everybody she's barely she met barbie for like 14 seconds and is like going off on her yeah she's mean um, <laughs> yeah she's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah like during this time uh so they so they go to the world and i mean so all of barbie land is very like barbie in charge again kins don't have like anywhere to live like they don't have homes. They just Did are you like feel bad for Ken because I one hundred like bad. that's the thing. Like they make you feel bad for Ken in the first half. Like there were people in the theater that were like, oh, like when that. when he's like, hey, yeah, can I hang out with you tonight? And like she's just like, she, she's like just like, for yeah, and she she goes like, you can go now. And he's just like, oh, okay, bye, Barbie, and just leave. and you're and like the people are like, oh, is that it's Ryan like, Gosling's character? Does yeah. It? Yeah. And so it's very sad. Like, here's the thing. All the guys are called Ken, except for Michael Sarah. So the best part about this movie is you can just say Barbie and you're you're you've named 90 percent of the cast. <laughs> um, like, I don't even you see like, like the identifier, like the weird yeah, like, Barbie. I don't, I don't know what um, 
America Ferreira's character's name is, and I don't know what her daughter's name is. Mom hmm. and daughter. Yeah, it's just like mom and daughter. Like they're they're significant, but they're very insignificant. It's mm. kind of a weird. They're like thing. plot point. Yeah, things. they're plot point characters, and then because they, honestly, if you were to take them out of the movie, you would still have the pretty much the exact same movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so while this happens, so like Ken sneaks off with her, gets to the real world, and when he gets to the real world they make this show of being like men it's like men are in 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 every in in power and everything and i'm like i mean yeah i it, in the four places that you looked you have like yeah i was, I was kinda it, like, kinda, eh. it was kind of cool to me i liked watching that part too uh it was funny it was like the whole he watched this billboard in this one office and there's all these like scenes popping out of him of uh stallone, stallone. and yeah. All the the it's like alone and horses, and so he's like, <laughs> "This is patriarchy." So like, he he equate he like wow the word is escaping me equates yeah he equates like the patriarchy to like uh Stallone and Stallone, horses. Stallone and horses. That's basically <laughs> the patriarchy is like Stallone and horses. Stallone with his fur coat. Yep, the fur coat like the Rocky. He's got the fur coat. Yeah. they're they he's drinking brewskis. Uh, it's uh, so funny. I liked it. It's like they do a really good job with with that. Like when Ken goes like full patriarchy, so like he takes patriarchy back to the human, like back to Barbie Land, and somehow takes over Barbie Land. Um, oh, which I'm I'm kind of like like they literally he shows up and then he's like, hey, this is patriarchy. And then it just becomes a patriarchy, except the patriarchy is literally we drink in brewskis. Um, we like we wear the furs and everything. We dress how we want. And then basically there's horses men run the place, which they don't really run it. They're just like the big bad dogs in the place. And all the women are now instead of these female presidents and the Barbie this and the Barbie pilots. Now all they do is wear maid outfits and massage their feet and give them beer. And so he's turned yep. Barbie land into this male place where it's all the men just doing what they want and the Barbies are tending to them and that's it. Yeah. And he like there's they're supposed to vote the next day on making like uh, on new government is is kind of how they play it. And I'm like, whatever. Uh, it, was, it was it was that was a weird plot. Um, but it. The, the, the they when they take over some of the stuff that they do is actually pretty funny like he takes over barbie's dream house because he doesn't have a home so he calls it kin's mojo dojo casa, casa house, house. <laughs> and i'm like and like the the thing is like because like mattel is there too i don't know why mattel is in the movie but mattel's in the movie product um, placement again kind of yeah, so cool because whatever happens in barbie land legitimately happens in the real world yep. as the toys so when he goes over and takes over barbie land and calls the barbie dream house the ken's casa dojo house whatever it immediately goes into production in the toys and so now all and, and, the, and they're like like they're like oh my gosh it's selling out like it's like flying off the shelves wow. the mojo dojo casa house which i i'm kind of like hey, if they actually make a mojo dojo casa house like i'll buy one i'll buy one and i'll put it right here yeah. like <laughs> I'll, I'll do it like if you guys make one i'll buy it um so that's pretty do, funny what a, that's do, a pretty funny like plot point it is i mean they do a really good job of like uh they even have a a part where 
um like barbie's depressed and they make like a depressed barbie commercial which oh my is god really like alexa pro like yeah, yes exactly they're like <laughs> uh sometimes barbie just wants to sit on the couch and watch six hours of pride and prejudice on bbc and then it literally cuts <laughs> to like the pride and prejudice on bbc and there's like a 15 second clip of like colin firth doing like dialogue and you're yeah. like this is good i'm glad that we put this in the movie i'm happy about this uh yeah, it I made me want to watch pride and prejudice well, it's like how we remember we just watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like how they were putting in ads in the middle. Ads in the movie. Yeah. Well, it sounds um, pretty fun, honestly, so far from what you said. It sounds like it's pretty entertaining. It, it's a lot of it is. I'm I'm skipping over a lot of stuff because a lot of it is not, I don't think is meant for me um, as me. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's definitely a, a message throughout the movie. Like, when we get, mainly when we get to Barbie land, because America Ferreira and Child go to Barbie land, there is a part that Ken says that to me made pretty much everything that he did reasonable, and not 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 that it was good or bad, but you understand his reasoning for it when Barbie comes to his house. I mean, because it hits his house now. And uh, she's like, you took everything that I had. And then uh, he says, like, there's a line that he says, and it's basically like, and it doesn't feel that nice now, does it? And it's just oh. like, damn. Like, like the shoes on the other foot you. kind of thing. Exactly. And like, he like kind of turns away and like, you can kind of see that he's feeling a, like still a little bit sad. And then she kind of like looks and then he goes, he's like, all right, time to party. Um, Cause it's, basically the exact same thing that she did to him um so i thought that was that was kind of a good moment that i thought was gonna do something i thought was gonna like spark a little bit of hey what the barbies you know how the barbies world was was not good for ken and so we were excluding people out the ken's world is also not good for barbies and we're excluding people out maybe we're gonna like in my head what, like I, what be I wanted i was like barbie's gonna be like you know what how we were living is not right we need to make a uh basically it's star wars we have the light and the dark side we need to make the gray we need to have something like a balance <laughs> in this in this barbie kin world um so that way we can live together um as kind of she says it like not barbie and kin but barbie and kin like that it's like that way they can live together and then they just don't do that the entire movie they just like they're like oh like, we, we could have some sort of cool plot thing but then we're like nah fuck it right we'll just do that yeah it's a barbie land and it'll stay barbie yep. <laughs> it's basically literally how it ended uh the like you said the message was great ish i think that's where i had most of my problem is mostly i was expecting a kids movie i was expecting it to be very girly a lot of people said that it was not it was not i was in a theater full of kids and the whole time my face was like these kids are watching this yeah they said motherfucker in there they what? were talking about groins wait One hold on hold on Barbie's hold on there we go <laughs> 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 And one guy in the real world uh, slapped Barbie's butt, and I was like, "It was Jeez. so many like adult <laughs> references," and I was like, "No." That was, was one it, thing is that it rated I, PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. It? That's one thing that hmm. I didn't get. Like this dude, like they're catcalling, and I'm like, "I've I've walked where they've walked. I've I've walked that that boardwalk. 
that doesn't happen <laughs> it's like i've i've not like i've walked like i've been in i've been to la i've been because to it didn't happen to me this because never it happened. didn't happen to me it doesn't happen to anybody <laughs> <laughs> well we should all live off of your experience we should it's a, it's a good we idea should. i agree yeah. i agree i i don't know i think it's <laughs> basically a, a barbie myself that's what i was gonna say yeah the message was a bit exaggerated i think uh, it had a good meaning it just was portrayed very very exaggerated where it could have been toned down a little bit I yeah like. and again like the ending just falls flat uh, to me because they they do the thing that i kind of hate in movies where this character is in love like is in love with this character but this other character doesn't like so ken is in love with barbie barbie doesn't give two craps about ken so we do that wonderful thing where we're like all right let's use this person's love for me against them i hate that it doesn't matter the genre it doesn't matter the gender i hate that it's very stereotypical and i think it's one it's lazy writing because it's like what's the lowest hanging fruit that we can do let's do this we'll we'll make them jealous and that way they'll do what we want them to do i hate that i it's it oh um <laughs> they turn the kins against each other by using their liking for the the barbies that they wanted so they had a scene where they were at the beach and they were all singing to their specific barbie that they were with and the the barbies were like well we're gonna turn them against each other by going to the other person so this barbie would go to this guy and this barbie would go to another guy and they're just all angry at each other and the next day had a huge fight but it wasn't a fight it was like <laughs> it, it was, it was dance off <laughs> it was a, yeah it turned into that a really was my cool favorite dance part, off though. i will say i loved the dance scene I, I i think the kins were my favorite i don't know yeah i really <laughs> liked the kins <laughs> um there is a okay so there's a part in the movie where the little like uh it's either i think it's i think it's the little girl um, when we we come to the real world, I mean, we come to the Barbie land, um, and the whole thing is like the Barbies are brainwashed by Ken because they've never had known anything other than Barbie land. So this patriarchy thing, it's like brainwash them. And she makes a comment that in the theater, I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's not good. She equates the, she's she basically says, it's like when the uh, uh, when the colonizers introduced smallpox. <laughs> that that is pa that is patriarchy uh, uh, coming to the Barbie world. It's like when the colonizers introduced smallpox, and I'm like, that killed thousands of people. Like like that. I that's not that's not. I don't think that's what you should have gone yeah. with. That was a bad. But like we just like zip our, and like there are people like laughed in the movie and I was like, guys, that's not that's not good. Are y'all from Oklahoma? Y'all take Oklahoma history? Yeah. We had to take that in fifth grade. Um, but yeah, like uh, but yeah, like the, the, so the Ken like the Barbies they go in and they take all the stuff over again. They uh, the Kins even ask for representation in the Supreme Court and the president's like no. It's it's really kind of like and the the voiceover the entire time, which is it was is it Helen Mirren who's the voiceover? Um basically goes like, and maybe one day they'll have enough uh like maybe one day if they if they try hard enough, they'll get representation too. And I was like, that's a shitty way to that's like injure movie. Like what the up. 
the ending like, what was the not to the level it should have been because so when i say the meaning was really good it, the part that i'm talking about is when the mom uh um, whatever ferrera was saying how it's so hard to be a woman and it is it's like you can't be skinny and you can't be too fat and you can't say you want to be skinny and she does this whole speech and that's how they unbrainwash all the barbies Hmm. That right there was the whole point of the movie. That right there is the female empowerment that I was hoping to see. Uh, I just think that we should have gotten there in a different way. And then the ending should have been different. Uh, there was no reason to keep the Barbie land with just the Barbies in charge. There definitely should have been like, there, like you said, Josh, there's one part and then one part you're two extremes. And now you need to come to the middle and they're not, they didn't do it. They didn't do it for me. But yeah, is... the, the speech that the mom made was, de la creme it was great uh and and the ending is like barbie or Mar margot bobby barbie decides she wants to no longer be a barbie she wants to be a real girl um very pinocchio-esque and so she goes off and she goes to the real world and the end of the movie is her going to a gynecologist so that's that's <laughs> basically that's wow. how the movie ends the most the most woman thing they could they could do i guess the right they're like the female doctor straight to the female doctors like i want to go to a gyno please yeah she um, does say at interesting. the beginning she has no genitals she told those yeah. men that were calling her we have no genitals and the kid is like well i have i have a genital <laughs> uh, yeah i have a genital i, I have all the genitals <laughs> they're like good for you ken you tell them buddy oh man yeah so that that's the barbie movie yeah. Did we sell you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I was going to watch it regardless. Yeah, he's, he's, I was very he's, he's interested got in watching it. He's got it. tickets for tomorrow. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So so thank you. Thank you, Angelica, for coming on and talking Barbie with me. Mm -hmm. And talking Barbie at Harold. Yep. So, Harold, now it's time for us to talk at Angelica. Oppenheimer. Okay. Yes. Uh, oh, hold on. I got I to gotta get the thing. The IMDb. I, I love how people are like, hey, don't spoil Oppenheimer for me. And I'm like, okay, Bruh. don't stay away from history books then. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I, I also don't know anything about this movie. I don't know what it's about. I don't know. What is the connection between Barbie and Oppenheimer? Like, Nothing. Is there a they reason? came out on the same they day. They just came out the same day. Yeah. That's okay. literally it. I was confused. I was yeah. like, oh. it's, it's polar opposite movies that, yeah. they, that came out on the exact same day. And they were like, this will be fun. <laughs> okay. Um, so Oppenheimer, uh, the 2013 film, it is <laughs> came out 10 years ago. <laughs> it is. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. 2000, it's 2023. <laughs> uh, um, it is three hours long. It's a, it's a long movie for sure. Uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan, Kai Bird and Martin Sharon. Um, the IMDb synopsis. The story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb, which I would argue is not the core point of this movie. Well, I think you can't. I mean, you could say like it's there the complications of the relationships therein, or something, because like there is the spoiler thing is true to a point where it's like there are some turns that if you know them ahead of time is kind of a spoiler i guess but the history of it i mean that stuff doesn't change but it is like definitely a summation that doesn't do it justice to the finer points of the plot i think yeah so harold i talked a lot 
in Barbie. Talk about Oppenheimer. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, the movie it just it does chronicle. Um, Killian Murphy plays uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, the guy that um, you know, he's credited as like the father of the atomic bomb, and so he's a scientist, a brilliant scientist, and it kind of just follows him throughout his life and different stages of um, uh, his involvement in this project, making the atomic bomb that was used in World War II. And um, it's just, they do it in an interesting way where it's kind of, um, I don't know if you're into Christopher Nolan films too much, but he does, he likes to do a lot of things where it's like jumping around in timelines. And so I really enjoy that. It's, it could be jarring for people for sure. And like, sometimes it's hard to follow it, but I think that's the thing that I like about movies like that. It was because it makes me want to watch it again to see like, what did I miss or what did I not pick up on? Um, but yeah, I mean, it just chronicles, um, you know, um, how he got to the point where he was going to be working on it, working on it. And then the aftermath of what happened to him, um, because of some stuff that he did in his personal life. Uh, my favorite part of this movie was the acting. Um, I thought the one, the cast list is ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. You've got uh Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Alden Ehrenreich, uh, you've got uh Matt Damon, um uh Sirius Black, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. Gary Oldman's in it. Freaking David Crumholtz is in this movie. Yeah. You guys know remember Bernard the Elf? Yep. From and Santa Will Ferrell Claus. was in Barbie, right? Yep. So we got like the, the the um, the Christmas tie in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, 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 Florence Pugh. Uh, yeah. is is it Pugh or Pow? Pow? Pew. Pugh. Um, yeah, like the amount of people in this movie is ridiculous. There's yeah. Rami so many Malik people. too. Yep, yep. Remember, that was weird. Like when Remy Malik came on the first time, like people were like in my theater, and I was like, "What is going? <laughs> what?" They remembered like, uh, like, Queen, he, the the Queen movie, I guess. But he didn't say anything until the last like ten yeah. minutes of the movie. Dude, we, I, yeah, I, um, yeah, it was definitely one of those things that, um, it was like, there's no way they got him in this movie just to have that one throwaway part, mm-hmm. but until he gets his part at the end, and you're like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, it's like, why is he in is. here? Yeah, but he really has his moment. It's a oh, cool jo- moment. Oh, Josh Hartnett's in the movie because we all love Josh Hartnett. Grossly underrated. Grossly underrated. Grossly it's, underrated. It, uh, yeah, he's the, he's the main character in Six Days and Seven Nights. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> For, Forty Days and Forty Nights. Six Days and yeah. Seven Nights. That was a uh, uh, Harrison Ford movie. But don't worry about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the acting in the movie I think is superb. I think everybody does a really good job. Yeah. Um, the movie is a little bit i mean i've i've read some stuff i've watched some docs uh there's a really good history channel documentary on the atom like on the manhattan project um back when history channel had history on it before like ice road truckers and pawn stars took over um the good old days when there do you remember modern marvels oh my god i love that show Oh, and they man. would talk about like um, what is they? They would talk about like suspension bridges and yep. stuff. It's like this is how a suspension bridge, and you're like, what, dude? I watched that, and then history's mysteries. Oh, dude, history's mysteries was good stuff. Um, that thing I saw someone tweet it one time. They're like, did that make anyone else crazy scared of the Bermuda Triangle as if it was going to be one hundred percent everyday? Yeah, 
They're, they're it's like, like every other show is about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> you're like, has, how has nobody figured this one out yet? We need like, to be talking about this. <laughs> it's like it's like how cartoons make you think like quicksand is like around every corner. Yeah. Like one day you'll open up your bedroom door and boom, quicksand will be there just like creeping up on you. It's so funny. You're like one day it's like, yeah, I was I was driving to McDonald's and like, boom, I got hit the Bermuda Triangle just popped out of nowhere, you know? <laughs> um they do a, they they definitely give a lot of uh uh the red scare which is very you know important for yeah. that time it's the it's the 50s McCarthy and all that McCarthyism is going around it's like cuz you better be dead than red um all that fun stuff communism uh I saw Angelica look look like it's like it's communism <laughs> communism was very bad apparently back in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and the beginning of the 90s <laughs> Um, so I thought that was, so like, I've seen some stuff and like a lot of it, it's like, we can all kind of agree that Oppenheimer was a narcissist. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that we can all like kind of put that down there. Um, but they kind of gloss over it and kind of make him n into like an anti-hero in yeah, the movie. It's a which guy, was a little it's hard bit to root weird. for him. It's hard to root for him at but some they, points. They do their best to but make they, you root They make for you sympathetic him. for him. Yeah. But it's... I mean, that's human interaction and the nuance in that performance makes you think, you know, you feel bad for him in the moment because you think this has happened to a guy. But you got to think about, like, the whole picture, and it's just difficult because they really hone in on, like, the interpersonal relationships more than, you know, everything that the all-encompassing relationship of it. I forgot one of the most key characters in this movie. Who? Josh Peck. I was about to say Josh Yeah. Josh Peck. Yeah. I forgot he was in it because I'd seen that he was on the uh, list. And then when he popped up at the movie, I was like, oh, man, I forgot he was in it. Someone, someone made a, uh, like, they, they did a side-by-side -side of him doing, like, the face in Drake and Josh. And, like, him kind of doing, like, the almost the same face in Oppenheimer yeah. when he presses the button. I was like, that's good <laughs> stuff right there. That's fun. That's pretty hilarious. Um, Yeah, like, like story-wise, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it. it's definitely a fluff piece, which is fine. Some sometimes you need those. They, I I understand they had to tell a story. Um, the one thing I didn't like was I th the sound design. A lot of it is very loud. Like there are some parts where it'll go like quiet, and then it'll be like boom, right in your ear the entire time. And I don't like that. Oh, like. There, there's a part that it makes you do, it does kind of make you seem like you have tinnitus. You get the cool like ringing in your ear thing, which I thought was kind of, kind of cool because I was like, ah, oh, this actually is a very good representation of what it's like when you get the ringing in your ears. Um, a lot better than like war movies and stuff like that because it usually lasts like two seconds, whereas like when you actually have it, it lasts you know, like like a good amount of time. Um, yeah. so I, I like that, but then like they would just like come at you with like boom, and things like that, just like really like loud crowd noise or loud music noise just like right at you where yeah. like Oppenheimer's getting pulled back into the present um and I'm like if you could have like faded the music in I feel like I wouldn't have had a problem with it but like when it's just like ah like that I'm just like I can't I can't I can't do that it's 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 just it's too loud for me I don't like that um it's like noise jump scares yeah. Um, and I was like, eh, I wasn't, I mean, obviously, you know, it's going to happen when the bomb goes off because <laughs> it's like, hey, it's bomb. <laughs> that makes sense. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, like was 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 that just a me thing, or did you did you notice that as well? It's jarring because it's something that Nolan does in his movies is a lot of times so like the the score itself informs a lot of the scenes and like the direction of like where they're trying to take the story. But I think in that in those in those moments, it's like trying to show. Um, I don't know. It, you you talk about it being a fluff piece, and I definitely think it is as far as like it being like because the biopic of this yeah. guy. It's and, based on his book. It's like that's like yeah. Hamilton is a fluff piece for Alexander exactly. Hamilton. It's going to make the person look but it's any documentary or self-serving media like that is going to make the person appear in the best light. Mm-hmm. Which in this they do kind of acknowledge that he's kind of a piece of shit sometimes. Like it, they do a balance of where, like where they show he is like flawed. But I don't I think it shows a lot that he's super remorseful in it i guess a lot i don't know but the sound design i think it's more like it's trying to put us in his head and like show that he's like that you know inner turmoil i think is what they're going for but there is definitely a point like the the stomping in the gym yeah i was like um i don't know i get part way through that scene and then i realize i like had my jaw clenched the whole time just because it's like freaking stressful man like yeah and that's when I think he well, he has like what like two or three panic attacks in this movie. Yeah, that one where he's uh in the with, with the lawyer in the room where it's the lights flashing and it's super loud and he's trying to concentrate. That's a good one because like that one was wild. Like the back is like shaking and everything, yeah. and it's re- it's again they ha- cinema- they cinematography that. brilliant. Like it's it's a very pretty movie. I They're also like that throughout it's, the movie too. I like how it's, you know, shot black and white too. Like yeah. you've got black and white and you've got the color. I like how they switch between the two. Um, it reminded me a lot of uh um Asteroid City. Like whenever oh, okay. yeah, like, cause whenever Brian Cranston's in the movie, it's black and white. Because hmm. he's like the narrator and everything. So he's like it's like he's supposed to be on TV. And so like whenever we the majority of the time when we have Robert Downey Jr., it's black and white. Unless, because that's the courtroom scenes are all in black and white, right. um, which I thought was good. I also, it took me a second because I didn't know. I, I knew about the movie that it was going to be. Hey, we've got these people in here. Like the, these, these are you know, it, it, this is an Oppenheimer movie. I didn't know that we were going to have like that. Robert Downey Jr. was in the movie. You didn't so, know. So I didn't know. Now I didn't. I didn't. The only person I knew that was in the movie was Killian Murphy. Emily right. Blunt and Florence Pugh because they talked about the uh, the sex scenes with Emily Blunt and Florence Pugh, like, or Pugh um, which there wasn't any with Emily Blunt. So I was like, that seemed, I mean, yeah. But um, they, uh, so like, I didn't know. So like when I was watching that, I was like, I, whenever people would pop up, I was like, oh, I know that person. That guy it was cool. crazy. Yeah. Oh, I knew Jack That's Quaid how it was, was with Gary Oldman. I didn't know Gary Oldman. Dude, I didn't it. know that was Gary Oldman. Yeah, that was like, wild. Like him being president, He's a chameleon. Uh, him, him being Truman, I was like, oh, gee, get that, get that crybaby out of here. Yeah, like I had no idea until I, you know, was lo- watching the credits and I was like, yeah, oh, geez, that was Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. like that Jack was Quaid, Jack Quaid and his bongos. They had him in the. Oh uh, yeah, I was, I was like, good old Jack scenes. Quaid. I'm glad, I'm glad Jack Quaid's in here. I love <laughs> Jack Quaid, man. Our Jack favorite Quaid's nepotism, great. baby. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, dudes in the boys. But even more importantly, he's in Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, I think he, he was the, the he killer the in Scream. Of, he did the voice of something. 
I forget what it was. He he was a voice in a cartoon. I can't remember what it was. Was but... it Star Trek Lower Decks? Oh, is that a cartoon? It's a cartoon. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was yeah. thinking of the show, the, the CBS show. Like uh, the yeah, real that, life. Y- oh. The real life show, whatever that is. Oh, yeah. they've, they've there's, there's like 15 Star Treks. Um, <laughs> they were just like, hey, we got Star Trek back. We'll just make a bunch of them. Um, so, yeah, like the acting I thought was great. Um getting to see all the surprises from the different you know actors was fun uh the bomb i thought was going to be a little bit more impressive than it was did the bomb seem like a letdown to you shot practically he didn't want to do anything cg so he shot it practically he should have he should have made a bigger bomb i told i somebody sent me that i thought it was you they were like um to keep with a traditional like real like to keep it as real as possible Nolan actually detonated an atomic bomb for the movie because <laughs> like in Tenet, he actually crashes that plane. Yeah. So and it was I, cheaper to do that than do it in CG. Exactly. But. So that's why I'm like, yeah, dude, do like just make an atomic bomb that just doesn't have the radiation in it. <laughs> Get man. back out to right. Los Alamos and the, um, here's the thing. I bet if you, I bet if you asked somebody to be like, Hey, Biden administration, can we just like, can you like test one? <laughs> like, <laughs> I you could test. I just want to film it. Like for the, can we make for the walls. <laughs> he could have gone to North Korea and be like, "Yo, Kim, would you <laughs> two mind? birds with one stone? Exactly. Yeah. Would you mind just blowing one up? It'll be really cool. <laughs> we'll film it. Um, I think it, it probably just depends. Like if because I went in knowing I tried not to anymore. So much of like movies that we see are just like given away before you even get to the movie. So I was trying to stay away from stuff too much, but I did know that they shot everything practically in the movie. Oh, I thought you so were going to say, like, I, saw... I did know that he created the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, I, guess, I guess that part. So I guess it's like, in my mind, I guess I was like maybe a little bit more forgiving because I'm like, this is pretty cool for actually shooting it practically. And Well, um, see, that, that I think that's why I, I was like, oh, that was kind of like, man, because like they had kind of built it up yeah. to where like, oh, he's going to, it's going to be practical. It's going to be really cool. And everything. And I was like, okay, this will be this will be interesting. It's I bet it's a really dope looking explosion. And then it happened, and I was like, was, it was shot. This, it was kind of cool, yeah, but it was definitely shot different than I thought it was going to be. But I mean, I didn't really know what I was expecting. But I do think that the moment and the tension and everything they did with the sound design in that scene was very impactful. Like I could hear people in the theater, everyone else breathing whenever that, but they were like. <laughs> That was, so that was, was a like, good scene. That was cool. I like that, where it's just dead quiet. It's just, just yeah. killing Murphy I wasn't expecting breathing. that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, this is nuts. There were I, – I, I had it in my theater. I don't know if you had it in your theater, but I think my, my theater also was drinking a little bit because it was the people next to me. Um, I also have – I'm also going to go on a tangent about flicks here in just a second uh, oh, okay. or when, when we're done. But um, they were laughing at parts of the movie that – aren't weren't really funny like it was weird like when he does the like don't let that pansy in here like that part you know they laughed at because i'm like okay i guess it's kind of funny that's like like, a chuckle yeah but like when he talks about like uh i like uh, when when he's when he's uh, addressing everybody uh all the you know the people after they after the bomb went off and he's like just wish we could have dropped it on the germans like there were people in my theater that were laughing and i was like i'm not not i don't think that was supposed to be a funny thing that's supposed to be like a this is kind of showing that he's kind of a dick type of 
thing but they they laughed at that they laughed at a couple like parts in the movie and i was just like it's just like, like, are, you guys are you guys okay like yeah I, they, I didn't we didn't i don't think we we had it was a full theater that we were in we saw it it was like 2 30 on friday too so i was just like dang there's a lot of people here just in the middle of they the had day. to get the they wanted see they wanted but, to do uh, that they wanted to get that barbenheimer in yeah and like you gotta go was, early because you, you gotta go three early, hours like, you got long. three yeah. hours and you got two hours you're looking at a good <laughs> like six hours worth of stuff because yeah. you gotta take did a break you, did you see what killian murphy said about that no what'd he say uh they were talking to him about um barbie and i guess they thought he was gonna get riled up about them going head to head and um so they were talking to him about the movie and like oh are you gonna see it and he was like well yeah like for sure and he said, you know, we we did this movie and this is such a unique time for both these movies to come out. He's like, I'm for sure going to watch that. He's like, you know, watch uh, Oppenheimer and watch Barbie and you get to spend the whole day at the movies. Like, what could be better than that? And then like, that's pretty cool. And then they told them to strike and they left. They did. Uh, they did. I that thought was that wild. was that was like you just like, like the, the <laughs> photos of you just seeing them just like. All right, yeah. deuces, and they just walk out. I was like, "That's pretty." That's cool. kind of hard, though. I mean, that's yeah. just like solidarity. That's pretty cool. Um, because they don't have to. They're in a different country. <laughs> like, yeah, they're in Paris, and they leave the premiere of their yeah. of the movie in Paris, and are just like, "All right, we're on strike." It's just, I mean, and just like leave. It's yeah. It's definitely a little, was like a show on the cameras thing. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent, and it worked. Yeah. People were talking about it, so. Um, I do have a complaint about the uh, okay. Last any any thoughts on the movie? Like last thoughts on the movie before I go on a tangent. Um, I do um think Emily Blunt stole just about every scene she was in. She was such an, an interesting character. Um, the part at the end where she doesn't shake that guy's hand kills me. That was good. Um, I was like, God, this, it reminded me of Madison a lot actually. So it's like. I think that's why I liked her. But um, well, I mean, it was good because like that's when uh, uh, Einstein is talking to him and saying like, yeah. "Hey, yeah, at some point you're gonna be at one of these dinners. Somebody's gonna present you the award. You're gonna shake the hands with people who said you were awful, and you're just gonna do it." Yeah. And he does it, but then yeah, like she's like, "You, you come one more foot, I will snap your neck." I, know, I love that. <laughs> I love good. that so much. That between that and the scene where. Um, She's getting interrogated and she just absolutely de- like destroys that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, God, I love you love to see it, you know? Yep. Um, uh, she was great. And just in, in just about every scene, she was in super complex character, too. So did Florence Pugh murder? Like, did she kill herself? Yeah, because there's well, there's the a part where it looks like there's somebody's gloved hands like on her head, pushing her down. It did, yeah. I remember seeing so that's why that. I was like. But I thought that the implication was that she like offed herself. I mean, the, the, more than likely, Offenheimer, Offenheimer, exactly, Offenheimer. That's awful. Um, she, uh, awful she, she off, she Offenheimed herself. <laughs> um, um, sorry, um, but no, like that's what like, it looked like. Somebody's hand, and I was like, is that the it government? Did. did the government come know. over it, and kill it, him? Kill her? Been. Yeah. Um, I will say. We need to, it's about time, if the Barbie movie taught us anything, it's time that we have equal representation of nudity in films. Um, Florence Pugh is topless for the majority of her scenes in She's that movie. She's naked for a minute. That a lot. definitely true. And then 
you don't even see Killian Murphy's butt. And I'm like, that seems kind of <laughs> like the the dynamic like you you see him sitting naked cross-legged so he's everything is covered up and i was yeah. like this seems like I, it's 2023 we need you know to be to be equal we need equality in the world they both had their nips out so it was uh <laughs> yeah but i mean nobody cares about killing murphy's nips <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so my problem with the Flix brew house. So Flix, um, as you both know, because you have both been there, I think with me, I think, have we seen a movie together, Harold, at Flix? Mm, I don't know. I've been there, but I don't know. Okay. I, th I thought maybe we saw one there. So you know how they bring your check? Like they, they have the thing out and they're like, hey, this is a, this is a quiet theater. No talking during yeah. the movie. We'll kick you out, uh, which I love. But they're like, we'll bring your check 45 minutes before the end of the film. And every time that you go, they put your card on file. Like have like every single time I've gone, they put my card on file. And so like, I've already paid for my stuff. The last two movies. So during Barbie and during, oh God, I'll go on the Barbie one that this, this lady, she about made me take her and throw her down the stairs. You about um, got another free movie out of it. Oh, oh, it was bad. <laughs> um, so in, in Oppenheimer, like, so they, they bring the, like they bring the, the checks out and like everybody starts rummaging around getting the pins and everything and starting like to write their tips and everything on there and i'm like guys you've already paid like watch the rest of the, we still with the movie still going on like what what are we doing here like we've we've still got movie and then at some point like maybe like with like five or so minutes left the dude comes to like pick up all of the the checks and i'm like when did we start picking up all the checks like what and so like he came over and like picked mine up and looked at it saw that there was nothing written on it and put it back and i was like yeah i've already paid like yeah. what are you doing and like i was really confused about what was going on really? like i'm like why are we doing this like we've all paid like i don't think that that's for everybody because i i remember the last two times that i went i had to put a card they would give us the thing i put my card on there and um and then I wrote in the tip and I signed it. So I don't I don't know if that's for everybody. Maybe it's just for you. Yes, I don't know if I've got really every time I go, they they're gone. they're like, Do you want to put your card on file? So and it's just like, Yeah, here's my card. And then they go blurt. And then so I it's so that you know they get your money like right there. So if you start ordering a bunch of shit that you don't just like sneak off in the middle of the theater. Yeah. Um, which I would not be surprised if people do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just like, hey, we ordered a bunch of food and a hey, bunch of drink, yeah. and then yeah. well, and it's like they'll eat the food, and then like when they bring their tickets, they're like, okay, we got like ten minutes before the end of the movie, and they just leave, they just book, yeah. and they leave with like seventy five dollars worth of free food. Dine I wouldn't be surprised if that. I mean, that's why like Flix does the card thing. So I'm like, all right, um, so that that like bugged me. Um, the lady in Barbie. She sat, so she didn't sit next to me because I had an empty seat because again, the person <laughs> I was supposed to see with it canceled an hour before the, the showing. So it was, it's basically a full theater. So I have one seat next to me and like in basically the entire row. So then, but there's a lady on, you know, two seats over. And so middle of the movie comes out. She, like the guy comes over and brings the, uh, brings the checks. So she, automatically starts getting out her stuff and starts like doing her stuff. She pulled her phone out to like, sh like 
I guess, see to get a even, light. even though there's little lights on the thing anyway that like are perfectly capable of giving you light. So she like gets her phone out and she starts right. I'm just like, okay, whatever. She, she's old. I don't, I don't care. Then she hits the button to have the server come and uh she's like i'm through with this you can take this now and like points to her food and i'm like you're making this man bust wow. your table in the middle of the movie i That's was a power like, move like and he's feeling like, the barbie this is do, barbie like, land he kind of like looked at her too just kind of <laughs> like no one ever asked us to like bust during the move so he was like yep. okay so she get like, these get these dishes ken yeah i was like what the heck <laughs> so basically yeah she's like ken uh yeah so i was like what in the world i was like i was floored so like the dude's having to like move the stuff because like she had like popcorn and she had like food so she's like her silverware is moving on the tray and he's having to put it in the bowl and everything and i'm like lady what the heck like i'm i'm not like super digging this movie but that is the biggest distraction yeah. like phones are one thing because phones are like oh that's bright but then when someone's like Clink, 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 clink. Next year, just like what the, the table. Heck? Like, I swear, if she would have asked, excuse me, can you spray this down and wipe it for me? I would have literally got up and like throttled her. Like it was Jesus. bad. Like I was like, I get that it's Barbie and you're with your kids, but maybe show a little bit better example. Um, right. I yeah, there's. I, I was. Like, I have a hard time with uh, if people treat service people bad. It's definitely like to me, that's a big indicator of like character in general. Exactly, and I'm like what what is like him clearing off your table right now gonna was do this an emergency movie? yeah like, like it's it wasn't an emergency because she stayed with me through the like, end of the credits so i'm like that, it's not that, like she had post credit to go, scene like i could understand if you were like hey we the moment this movie ends we got a book out of here and i don't want to accidentally knock something over i right. could understand if you're doing like that but like literally stayed the entire time and i'm just like you weren't in a rush, lady. <sighs> Were there any end credits on the Barbie? Because I didn't stay till the end. No, nothing. No. Boring. I'm kind of like, because of Marvel, I'm kind of like, it has to, there has to be something there. They, they, <laughs> they make you do that. They make yeah. you do that. Yeah. Um, There wasn't anything at the end of Oppenheimer either. Well, they had a trailer for Oppenheimer too. No. It's like Oppenheimer too. This time it's personal, personal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this time we're gonna bomb the russians um, <laughs> um yeah i did like that like let's all agree like he was a communist like he was 100 percent a communist like like i didn't officially join the communist party even though i had communist friends i donated communist causes and you know, like, <laughs> like but i was not a communist i did write a book for them but i wasn't a communist <laughs> yeah i did multiple lectures about communism i was not a communist fun times he was a communist allegedly you allegedly. have to say that or else you'll get sued by the state of oppenheimer when they listen to this yeah that would be fun um if no if anybody from oppenheimer is listening to this movie the movie you guys you guys acted great jake quaid please be on my show i love jack quaid yeah one day um so uh, harold yes thank you for talking with me about oppenheimer um and talking at angelica about oppenheimer uh so what was the moral uh so harold from barbie what is the moral of the story from barbie yes 
and be thinking, Angelica, you're going to give me the moral of Oppenheimer. <laughs> you got to summarize the movie we haven't yep. seen. Yep. I want you to summarize the movie you have not seen um, based on what we talked about. <laughs> based on your, your very pointed narratives. Uh, yes. Let's see here. Our very pointed and biased narratives about the movie. How, what, what do you think about the movie? I agree. Bippity boppity boop indeed. <laughs> I don't got all night here, man. I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. All right, Angelica, uh, what's what's the yeah, what's the ahead. moral Ladies of first. Oppenheimer? Um, I don't got all night. A guy who's a communist and makes a bomb, and <laughs> it's about Cillian Murphy having lots of relations with a topless woman. Mm-hmm. So far, you're not wrong. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I didn't know he was a womanizer. I did not know that. Yeah. You yeah. will go watch it? Yeah, I think I will. It's pretty interesting. It's a uh, it sounds Barbie. like one of those movies like um, Babylon, where I watched it at home and I was like, this, this, the music and the loud noise could have been better in theaters. It doesn't hit yeah. the same. It's true. Oh, yeah. I don't think Oppenheimer is going to be good on physical sales like i don't well, unless you yeah unless you have like a dope looking like a dope home system, system like that's right. well he, those are the um, kind of movies i hate to miss out on i need to watch them in theater cocaine yeah. bear one of those movies yeah. as well uh, like, how, how, could you, how could you watch cocaine, cocaine bear, bear was so good <laughs> cocaine bear probably movie of the year let's just be real cocaine 100%. Bear probably why can't movie we get another year. cocaine bear <laughs> um what was i gonna say they uh this was the first movie. Uh, Oppenheimer is the first movie that Nolan did not do with Warner Brothers, um, because he's against like the streaming at home stuff, and so he shopped it out. And that's how Universal. That's how you guys deal with Universal to do this movie instead of uh, Warner Brothers, which I thought was interesting. Um, and also those black and white scenes are shot in IMAX cameras, and so hey. they had to develop a whole new process just to shoot in black and white on IMAX cameras. See, that's that's cool, but it's also like what what a what a what an ass. Like, he's just he he <laughs> he can come across very pretentious, but like he loves movies. Like I think that's why I think I kind of deal with him just cuz like I know he loves movies and I love movies too. So it's like Cuz it's like who else is going to film Yeah. An IMAX movie in black and white. Like, nobody <laughs> else is going to do that. He's done a lot. Like Interstellar, he mounted that IMAX camera on a truck as the first person ever mount an IMAX he's gonna, camera. He's going to be the one that... I don't think it's going to be James Cameron that does the space movie. I think it's probably going to be Christopher Nolan. It might be, yeah. Um. So, uh, Harold, I know you're messing around with it. You're, you're yeah, tiptoeing around. To, he's, he's trying, trying to dodge it. He's dodging it. Yeah. <laughs> he's dodging it. Barbie, what is it? It's more of a story, I think, is that it's probably <laughs> difficult to understand the, ex the female experience in I this country. I think he's on IMDb. He 100% is. He's all like, he's all like, let me, let, my hands are right here. Let, let me, pop. oh yeah, oh yeah, my hands yeah, are right here too. Uh, like, you're over here like, you're like, uh, I think the moral of the story is uh, we need to, uh, the, the female experience. Give peace and, a chance. Like, what did Margot Robbie say about the movie? <laughs> Nothing, actually. I don't think she said anything about the movie. She Sorry, sounds, she's striked. So I couldn't ad lib a better a synopsis of a movie I've not seen. I apologize. It, it is kind of crazy that like nobody is able to talk about these movies that they're in. 
Like since everybody striked, like it, the, is only, interesting. the only Can you stuff that, that we... I don't even know what the strike is or why we're doing this. So like, I've, I've seen very minimal about it on Facebook. Yeah. So the writers have been striking for a couple months now. I want to say like they're, I think they're at, they're either very close to three months or they're about to hit three. Like they're, they're yeah, they were the surprised. first. Yeah. So, um, because of streaming and everything, the, what happens with the writers, like they'll write something and then they, they'll get residuals based on like movies and like things that are in syndication, like on TV and things like yeah. that. But Payments they don't, over time. Exactly. Yeah. So like, uh, that, that was the whole big, like back in the, the sixties and everything, you would do enough, enough episodes to get you to syndication. Once you hit syndication, meaning that they can just play your stuff on repeat whenever they want to on TV. Um, so whenever you hit in syndication, then it was like, okay, cool. Well, we don't need to make the show anymore, which is why Batman got canceled and which is why the original Star Trek got canceled because they hit that minimum for syndication. And then they were like, okay, we don't need to continue to make this anymore because we've already hit syndication. We have our money. We're going to wipe our hands with it. We're done. So a lot of that's what kind of happened with a lot of things. Like that's why most uh, good things, they only have like maybe three to four seasons and then that's it. Because once they hit that syndication mark, they're done. They can just make residuals and just make money. That doesn't happen with like the streaming thing. They'll get like a little bitty like of a lump sum. But if something is on Netflix for four years, the writers and, and the actors and everything, they're not getting anything. Well, I think actors, depending on the contracts, um, they can get some little bits, but like the amount of stuff that they get is like nothing. Um, but so like the the writers, they're not getting like anything, like no residuals for this work that they've, you know, slaved on. Um, so that's what they're striking for. That and AI, because Netflix is like, hey, we're gonna spend nine hundred or what was it, like six hundred thousand dollars on AI writers, something like that. Like just like that broke today. Um, so they're like, yeah, we'll just have AI write all your stuff. We don't need you writers. Um, so that's kind of what they're doing. We'll just have computers do everything, um, which is terrible because that means everything's going to be the exact same. Yeah. Um, homogenized. There's yeah. a lot of really bizarre takes too of like a lot of people don't like the writers for the writer strike. They're like, yeah, I'm glad they're like, I'm, I'm glad like the woke Hollywood people are getting, you know, drug. I'm just like, God. guys, you're making the biggest gym. Like, cause I'm like. Just because, like, uh, there are some, uh, you know, writers that are very, I mean, it's it's fair to say that they have, you know, they have agendas and political agendas and how they write movie, like their movies and TV shows. Um, that's just the way the world works. It's been like that forever. Um, just because that's happening does not mean that every single writer and director in Hollywood is like that. It's like. There's a lot of stuff because like like they've been they've been churning nothing but garbage out in movies and TV. I'm glad they're all poor now. And it's like yeah. so you haven't but but see what's the I love going on YouTube and then going like seeing those comments and then going into somebody's YouTube profile and then you can look at the movies that they like and they just like love like Game of Thrones and you're like you do know that. Game of Thrones that, that has was rated. written right. Like, <laughs> like, it wasn't Benioff just like, and Weiss. You're like they didn't just go out and you know improv the entire show. Yeah. Um, so like stuff like that, and it's just like mind boggling. Um, and so they were they were striking, and then the actors also decided to strike. So they're striking the same thing with a like a lot of its AI to where like some background actors. What they'll do is they'll pay them a flat fee of I think it was like five hundred dollars. And then they can use that actor's face 
and you it's know like in perpetuity right in perpetuity for forever so it's like hey we need nazis in the background of this thing that are like we need nazis making out kissing hitler and it's like wait cool we have this image of this guy we'll just use them we need a bunch of like racist dudes marching on charlotte it's like boom here you go here's <laughs> like here's random person so it's like they can use that in perpetuity and it's like that's not that's not good like if you should have to pay me for every single movie that you put me in that's i mean that I, that's I fair like part of that that would be the same thing as like the power rangers where they use that guy's face for one day paid him for that one day of work but then they use that face for the oh, for, for everything for yeah the for, for zordon but for he zordon. got paid yeah. the entire time like he get Did he got he? paid okay. royalties for that that's like marlon brando marlon brando is in he got paid a million dollars to be in superman he is in Superman for all of five minutes. It was one day of shooting. He got paid $1 million a day. He was making royalties off of Superman until the day he died. Like, that is what actors need. Like, that is what, you know, helps an actor, even if it's not a lot. And, like, that's one of the things that we, uh, you know, they're going on about, like, all these rich, like, a lot of people, like, all these rich Hollywood um, actors and everything striking. And it's like, the... There's like 10% of like rich Hollywood actors. The other 90% are nothing. Like they're working they're just, actors. Yeah, they're working actors. They're bit part people. Like they come in and they do like it's those people that do an episode of NCIS, an episode of CSI, an episode of the like that just go through the different stuff and just continues to be like random like bad guy of the week characters in these different shows that's how they make They're their background living. people yeah exactly. they, and and like there's only they wouldn't 100... be able to have shows without exactly. these people it's like it'd yeah, be it's just like empty it would it's be like empty. yeah you're you're robert downey juniors and you're these people like yeah they're 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 expensive people and they make a lot of money but it's like but they're not like they're not striking for themselves they're striking for them like the reason that they're striking is because they're part of the union and they have to strike it's that i mean and like oh god one of the worst takes i've seen is um dwayne the rock johnson i don't know do we call him the rock stills or just dwayne johnson the rock <laughs> donated like the most extravagant amount that's ever been donated to sag and they were like well he should he's rich and i'm like he doesn't have to he still he pays his dues just like every other actor in hollywood he doesn't have to go in and give them more money and it's like so if he was poor it would be okay for him to not do money like it, it was such a weird take that they're doing and i'm like yeah. he doesn't have to like he's doing that and they're like oh it's a tax write-off and it's like i'm not 100 percent sure donating to a union is a taxable thing it has like, to be a not for profit right i i think so but is it is a union for profit i don't know how unions work like i don't know if you can yeah, you know, know yeah it's weird like i feel like that's iffy i feel like you that's could, y'all's that's y'all's uh work y'all should know <laughs> we don't do unions no we don't could you imagine if we you if we decided to strike no, it man, like payment stuff payment stuff is what i meant we don't do taxes but I, think, so I used to i used uh, to work the police department where they did have a union and i want to say if i donated any kind of donation whether it is non-for-profit or not i think you can use that as a tax oh well i mean oh. if you, if you I mean, okay well then why not why wouldn't you text yeah, i would do it yeah i'm definitely <laughs> I mean, do why it. Not? Um, um did you see how he's was negotiating that contract for that amazon movie no it was like um because of this kind of thing i believe it was is that he uh 
was like gonna get paid like a record amount for the actual role because he was negotiating it that way because he may not be able to make the royalties because it's like streaming. So they're trying to make the money up front now with like exactly. the role. Yeah. So like that's why these people are like like the companies have to shell out all this money. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I mean we haven't had an actor strike since the what, what was it the sixties that we had a strike for the actors. There's like sixties or seventies that the actors had a strike. So who knows how long this is going to go. Um, yeah, I don't if people, know. if people thought they were divas back then, like, yeah, man, um, for real. Uh, I mean, we had the writer's strike, what, like 10 years ago. Now yeah. lasted a, every so often it seems like they are the ones that kind of at the bottom and they're the ones that make it all happen. Animation's coming up next too. Yeah, probably. And animations, uh, there, there's his next year. So Dang. that's, they that'll, have that'll be fun. When they're going to strike. Well, it's when their collective bargaining ends. Like okay. they, so they make contracts, and so it's like, okay, so we have this rate in th in this contract until twenty thirty five. So then they know that it's like, okay, our contract is coming like ends in twenty thirty five. So we have to renegotiate with the studios in order to make sure that we get. So that's when they're like, hey, we want to make more money yeah. um, because. It's been, uh, I mean, it's like with the actors, it's like, it's been about 50 years since we've had any sort of anything. We need to, you know, make sure that these, you know, these, uh, these actors get paid more money, like with the licensing and the royalties and stuff like that. There was no streaming back, you know, so it's, it's like, eh, who cares? It's, the, everything yeah. is different. Everything is constantly evolving. So that's why they're doing it. So yeah, their, their collective bargaining ends in, you know, uh, I want to say like in like nine months, so wow. they'll be able to strike if they decide to. Um, and the way that, you know, it's going, they probably will, considering Paramount just said that they're no longer going to be doing original animation. Man, I just saw that. They're not going to spend any more money on it. I mean, here's the thing. I understand from their perspective. Original animation loses money. Right. Nine times out of ten. Um, but... It's uh, real quick, Angelica. Where can people find you if they wanna if they wanna follow you on social media? On your podcast. <laughs> there it is. All right, that was it. Bye, Angelica. Thanks Bye. for coming. Have a nice meeting you. Bye. Well, now that she's gone, um, but should no, we like recording out now. No, oh, we should probably hit record. Um, that would be hilarious. Recording Dude, in progress. Be, <laughs> I'll be bummed. That was pretty good. Dang, that was good. Um, but um, with uh with paramount like i understand what they're doing like original animation costs money and it's like do we know that this is gonna that this is gonna be good it's a risk yeah it's it's such a risk especially with paramount <laughs> like the stuff that they put out no bad like it's yeah. just like they put out original ip and it just doesn't work for them um it's like why do original stuff when we can just crank out spongebob movies that make half a billion dollars <laughs> and we're good like seriously like that's what they're doing and they make money off if of it's it a so i'm like thing, yeah. all right um so i i understand that i i get it um it also makes a lot of sense if you're like we need to make a lot of short-term money so that we can sell yeah um so it's like hey we're not going to do this <laughs> we're only going to do these things that we know make money so that way for the next five ten years we can just have we can have an influx of cash so that way we can be like hey Look at this. We have a um, we have all this studio. We have this brilliant animation stuff. You want to buy us? 
And so then somebody buys them. So it's a very good short-term type of thing. Long-term, it's terrible. It's a bad, it's a bad decision. Short-term, if you want to make a lot of money real quick, it's a great, it's a great idea. So did you watch, um, you didn't watch the offer, did you? Uh, what is the offer? The show. It's no. a, um, is it's that the one you were show? telling me about? Okay. I couldn't remember if I talked to you about it. It's about the making of the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. It was on, it was on Apple, wasn't it? No, no, no. Uh, uh Paramount. It's Paramount. It, I think it might've been Paramount. Yeah. But yeah. it was, it's, uh, got an interesting, it has an interesting look at like the behind the scenes and, and the studio stuff. So if you're ever interested in like seeing something that has that kind of like a vibe to it, that I love uh, that type of stuff. That's pretty cool. Oh it's, man. One of the things I saw that had me dying was, um, the Barbenheimers. Someone was like, thank God Barbenheimer, like Barbie and Oppenheimer came out during the writer's strike. So we don't have to see a Saturday night live <laughs> sketch. I was like, Oh my God, that has, that has amazing. been one of the best things that there's no like <laughs> late night TV. We don't have any of this stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. the thing that does suck is, um, a lot of the, uh, cause like animation still going out. Um, a lot of the things that I, uh, um, like a lot of the people that we used to have in the podcast, so like we did have a lot of writers. We were gonna do a thing with a uh, strange new world. So we had stuff that was kind of like oh, planned that's like out. Dead in the water now. All gone. Yeah. Uh, which which blows. But I mean, I I understand. I hope they get. I hope they get paid. Um, yeah, definitely. So like, like I mean, we don't. We all die at some point. Get your bag. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> do it, guys. On God, bro. Like that's why I'm like, should I go for this promotion? I ain't gonna live forever. Should probably go for it now. That's true. Um, so yeah, I totally get it. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. Like I, I get the, I got the Netflix stuff. So like I get like their their preview content. So I get to watch the stuff that's coming out that's not out yet, and it's all not good right now. It's all. Oh. It's all like, because a lot of the stuff was still like, you know, they're finishing things up and, and stuff like that. So they're not, it's not fully done yet. So yeah, it's all, it's a lot of like a weird untold, time, the Johnny Manziel story and, or it's like untold the Logan Paul story. And you're like, Ugh. I don't, I don't care. Let's keep that uh, untold. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess, <laughs> I guess this is what we have now. Like this, these yeah. like weird, like doc documentary series. And then a lot of like the big nailed it baking challenge. Hmm. Um, the ultimatum marry or move on. Oh so, my like, God. That a lot show of these type is of shows, insane. Uh, a new season of too hot to handle. <laughs> and Madison I'm like, loves that kind of stuff. I'm like, She's watching oh my that right gosh. now. I'm like, uh, this is this is what we have for the next like six <laughs> months, if not longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're at in the world. Uh, but Harold, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man, always a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you social wise? Yeah, sure. Um, just on social media. Um, just my handle is uh, Harold Story. My name, S T O R E Y. So don't forget the E. Um, on any amazing episode you have me on, you can find me there too. Harold's maybe we're trying to get him to become like a full-time co-host. We're, we're working on it you know, have commitment issues. I think, I mean, you, you have one child. It's fine. <laughs> hey, he goes to sleep at a certain time. It's That's perfect. So sleep for like two hours now. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you guys did great. I keep telling people and like, I'm glad you took my advice. 
you have to you have to get them down at a certain time every night so that way they get used to it so you got to take them you got to put them in the crate and that way like they know that this is their <laughs> safe trained. space i gave him his bowl of water in there and like yeah, uh, that's uh, a mistake you don't give him a bowl you you know food or drink before bedtime because you don't want them to go in the crate <laughs> that's the thing yeah we got it lined with newspaper it's okay that's that's good um yeah so uh what about how, how's uh what about the tunes tunes is that sent uh I just need to. I need to get back on it, man. You need to release that one episode. That lad. That that lad. The episode that I'm on. You, me, and is it Greg? Oh, that one never came out. Yeah. Wait. What was it again? Was it? Was it? Was it Greg Weissman? You mean Greg? We talked about uh about. You don't remember that epic night up at Tower Theater where we had to find you a way to record things. Oh my God. Listen, your brain tries to block out trauma (laughs) for you if you didn't know. That's fair. I forgot all about that. That's wild. I don't know if I have that audio was the problem because that whole studio is gone now because Steven's not at Tower anymore. Ooh. Well, if it's not, we can call him up. We'll get him back on again. We'll do it It wasn't exactly a groundbreaking episode, if (laughs) I remember right. The guy was Uh, nice enough, I think. It was nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so Harold, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's the Fandom on Twitter at What's the Fandom PC for podcasts. You can check out our anime content on the Anime Book Club. Find us there. Um, other than that, yeah, we're, we're pretty much we're everywhere that you download episodes or listen to episodes, except YouTube. We're getting there. We're gonna get we're gonna get back to YouTube. So episode four hundred next week. Woo! What we're doing for it. It's a great to tune in and see. Yeah, you have to tune in and see what Josh does. Yeah, maybe we give away four hundred dollars for our four hundredth episode. Yo, there you go. Maybe we ask for four hundred dollars for. It's like, hey guys, welcome to post that cash app. It's like episode. Welcome to episode four hundred. Please Venmo us one dollar. <laughs> Here's the thing: if you if you if you send us four hundred dollars for our four hundredth episode, I will take it. Um. And we will, we will, we'll put it back into the podcast. There that means we're going to get Harold a new it's self-sustaining. We're, we're going to get Harold a nice new uh, camera. Um, Cause he's just using the one on his laptop, right? Yes. Yeah. See, we got to, we got to get Harold a nice new camera. Um, so that way he can do stuff with us and you can see him in pretty, pretty glory. 4k. Yeah. Oh God, I would like a 4 Actually, no, I don't want a 4k camera with my fours. No. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks, thanks, Harold, for coming on, and thanks, Angelica, yeah, for man. coming on and then leaving. Um, but yeah, uh, so for the What's Up Fandom podcast, I'm Josh. And I'm Harold. And I'm Angelica. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>